player 2 has joined the game. Hey yo, what's up everybody and welcome to episode 148 of the Two Player Co-op Podcast. As always, I'm one of your hosts here, Kevin, along with my brother from my mother's show. How we doing? Fantastic. If this is the first time you are seeing us, we are the <laughs> best of Memphis nominated podcast. We're not sure on the results yet. Do you know when they release that? It said they're going to be in like the September issue of whatever that was, Memphis Flyer. Flyer, yeah. But I don't know if like it'll be announced <laughs> online before and then that, show up there. and then they'll, yeah. but yeah. Well, we'll we are the, we are the best of Memphis nominated two player co op podcast. We're every week, pretty much. We're at least the tenth best podcast in Memphis. Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> we have twelve here. Uh, I'm kidding, uh, but this is where we get together every week and we discuss everything we think you need to know about in the world of video games. We talk about everything that we've been playing, and we probably have some witty banter at the top and all that other fun stuff. Um, and then we end the episode by doing some little did you know section on some video game trivia. Um, if you like that, make sure you hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. I always do this point thing, but I can never remember. Yeah, the likes are... Wait, no. The li- likes are over. Hit the like likes button, hit the subscribe button, share the video with your friends and family and all that other fun stuff. We really do appreciate it. I want to give a shout out to our Patreon producers. If you didn't know, you can go to patreon.com slash two-player co-op. If you would like to pledge and help us continue to make the amazing content that we make here, I want to give a shout out to our producers, Steve Appleton and James Solar, as well as our two-player co-op affiliate, Logan Wilkinson. Speaking of Patreon, if you do pledge at the $10 or above tier, you will get a bonus episode of content every month. Spoiler alert, the episode for this month will be going live this Friday. And we're going to run through our top 10 favorite video game systems Mm. because there might be a handheld or two in there. There might be a handheld in there. Our favorite video game systems of all time. Yes. This was fun. I can't wait to talk about it. We're going to record it as soon as we're done recording the main podcast. But yes, it will be up for uh, $10 and above patrons this Friday, August the 30th. (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) But thank you guys so much for, for, for pledging. It means the world to us. Um, it, it really does mean more than you'll ever know. Thank you guys so much. If you want merch, you can always go to teespring.com slash stores slash two-player co-op. Um, we'll, we'll talk about Twitch here in a little bit, but we do have a Twitch channel. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash two-player underscore co-op. Make sure you go over there and see all the nonsense that we're doing there. Uh, you don't need to vote for us in the podcast contest anymore because it's closed. So, um, last night, so we're recording this Sunday night, August the 25th. And by the way, we're probably about to be in another freaking thunderstorm two weeks I in a row. I saw it rolling in, yeah. So, we got lucky last week in our two-hour episode that we did not lose power. I really hope that's the case again this week. But we do have some thunderstorms rolling in. If something goes haywire, I'll fix it on the back end, I guess. I'll try. I don't know. Um but last night we went to the Twitch Memphis meetup for the first time. Now, this is their – do you know how many of these they've done? Three, four, something like that? Oh, I thought this was only the second, but I could be wrong. I think it's the third. Okay. Uh, but Sean and I went out there. We were repping two-player co-op. It was a lot of fun. We got. It was the first time we've had all of the, like – The core – Yeah, core group. seven. Seven? One, two. doesn't rhyme, but – The uh, – Magnificent seven. That doesn't rhyme either. Heavenly Sevenly. Kevin was seven when we went to <laughs> heaven. I used to hear that a lot. Uh, 
But it was the first time we had the core group of Nerd 901 on the same building together. We would have had it a week ago. Well, no, because Melody wasn't there either. So it wasn't just on me when we had our planning meeting. But uh, went to Rec Room, our favorite bar in Memphis. Had a blast. It was funny to see that the band was playing. And that when Adam was like, they were not supposed to be here, I'm like, that makes more sense. Because yeah. why are you trying to do a meetup where people can talk and like network and conversate and all this? I hate that word. I don't know why I just said it. And then you got a band playing. Kelly, all your thoughts on God. Because I'd really like to meet her. Did they play that or did that they That was pretty that? good. It was? No, they played that, and that's okay. the one you thought was Goo Goo Dolls. I said, At no, first, that's no, I didn't. <laughs> I w- once it started going, I knew it wasn't, but it was like something about the first few chords in that song. Sounds yeah. like Goo Goo Dolls, and I was just, because they had just played slides. But so you, I was like, like, I nailed that? You nailed that. Okay, I'll never try it again. I'm retiring from <laughs> that's singing. because you're doing the falsetto. Yeah. Uh, we had a blast. I, I Now that I know... <laughs> It was a good time. It was nice to finally put some faces to names. Yeah, we got to meet Jose, Beale Street Bully. We got to meet. Uh, we finally got to meet Melody face Mel, to face. Yep. I've talked to Melody a million times on 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 Skypes and podcasts and Twitter and everything. But to finally get to meet her was awesome. A bunch of other people. It was. It was a. It, Jose is a beautiful person. Yeah, shout out to Jose. He's awesome. Um, we'll get to spend a lot of time with him coming up here in the next couple months. Stay tuned. More on that later. Uh, we got something. Fun coming up. I'll leave it at that. I can't wait. But yeah, it was a blast. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? What other? Oh. So D23 was this weekend. Not timeout. Yeah. I'm sure it's obvious, but I don't know. What's the 23? I don't. I know it, okay, but you I don't always know. forget okay. it. Yeah. I just couldn't. I wasn't sure. It's a Google away, but I haven't felt compelled to actually look it up i just didn't know why it's 23 yeah. and me d23 was this weekend there wasn't a lot of stuff to talk about but a few things have popped up to me tom holland was there he said it's been a long week it's been very stressful i want you to know i love you all 3000 all right let me just jump in here i uh, still don't think we know what's happening so i watched Endgame again today yes for just the first time since opening night it's it's Perfect. my favorite movie ever. I, I think I'm okay wow. with saying that. I mean, I can't argue it, but wow. Because if it's not that, then what is it? Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, the original, is definitely up there. Part of it is that none of them, none of them can top this in action. No. None of them make me cry. Uh, it's just uh, the other one that's up there and does check off both of those boxes logan Ooh, crap (laughs) logan's logan's up there i was gonna say gladiator yeah um but i think i'm i'm ready to say this is the new number one for me and it hit me a lot harder today because because of all all the spider-man stuff and like just when you see when Tony is like doing dishes and he sees the picture of him and Peter and he you know kind of wipes it off a little bit. He's like, like, all right, I got to do uh, this. Like, I know Peter, I know Tom are not dead. They're right. still very much alive and we have not seen the last of them. But like, it's just different now. And like the whole movie took on like a little bit of a different tone. And I know it's silly. Like, nobody's dead. Right. 
but it's kind of I don't know. It just it hit me a lot harder. But the thing is, we still don't know. And IGN, I think, dude, IGN pissed me off yesterday. They put I up an article that, that was yeah. like, Tom Holland confirms he's gone. I'm like, if you actually read the article, there's nothing in there. Yeah, they're not even anything. reading their own articles. Like, what are you talking about? Like, the clickbait is so strong with this one. Like, I'm not saying he's not gone, but I'm just saying. Until there is a hundred percent confirmation from Marvel or so, like even Sony's statement last week didn't say anything. It's just yeah, Kevin Feige isn't going to be able to produce any more Spider-Man movies. It's just like it definitely puts a sour note on. Oh, and let me wait. Bef- let me do a correction. I was way off last week. I said Sony was getting five to six percent. I had had a couple of beers. Marvel was getting 5 to 6%. Marvel slash Disney was getting 5 to 6% right. of the box office. They wanted 50%. Understandably so. But is it to go from 5 to 50? Well, when uh, you Sony can make the, owns like, the rights. I get. No, people I can that see are both blaming, sides. But people that are blaming Sony for this, it's because you love Marvel, and I get that. But if you take a step back and look at this, if we were in a partnership and I was like, we would never do this, but just try and stick with me. I'm going to get 95% of our <laughs> amazing revenue we get on this YouTube channel and you get 5, 5%. And I had my reasons for whatever they are. And then you come back and you're like, well, we've done two years of podcasting in YouTube. I want 50% now. And I'm like, maybe like 15, 20? Like, why are you jumping all the way to 50%? But what if I was the brainchild behind this podcast? What if I came up with this idea and I created this podcast or whatever, and then... Now, I get it. It's a, a business deal has been done. Whether I like the deal as it is or not, I have sold the rights to this podcast to you. That's the thing. Say that you came up... Right. You so I get it. I, I see co-op. both sides. Right. I do get it. However... Stephen A. I know... I get it because it's a business decision whether I like it, whether Sony likes it, whether Marvel likes it, whether or not anybody likes it. It's, it is what it is. You need to honor it. But like when you just sit back and look, part of me wants to just be like, we'll still get more Tom Holland, Spider-Man movie. So really who cares? And honestly, like I was going to say, it, it puts a sour note on phase four. Because as of right now, I am not even close to being sold on phase four. We'll talk about this in a second. Or phase four, five, six, just everything going forward at this point. Until you start bringing in Fantastic Four and X-Men. I don't even and that's, care about Fantastic Four. I don't X-Men, either. yes. Fantastic X-Men, yes. Four, I don't care. Um, but like Spider-Man was kind of it. It's like all I really cared about. It was about. the only thing that was really tying me to this new right. phase of the MCU. But yeah. since we've seen Spider-Man, this Spider-Man in the MCU, he's been like this with Iron Man. And with Iron Man now gone, we got that was far one of the from reasons home, that he which was still very much about Iron Man kind of like Well, that's the thing. The reason he so, did what he did is because he thought Spidey could be the new Iron Man. I think yeah. Happy said that in Far From Home. Yeah. So how do you just him out of the MCU. It's just, yeah, we're not going to get a new Spider-Man movie anytime sooner than summer 2022, which means it won't film until early 2021. We have a yeah, year a lot and a half can happen. to figure this yeah. out. I just, I'm still actually fairly confident it will get resolved. My, my thing is just the people that are just defaulting to saying Sony f this up. I 
don't think that's the right way to look at this, especially when Disney owns the entire world. They're making money hand over fist anyway, whatever that means. I don't know what it means. Like, even if Spider-Man, whatever the next one's called, makes another billion. Home away from home. Does Marvel or Disney really care if they make $50 million or $500 million? That's like a drop in the bucket to them. So I can get the hate towards Disney and all this. I get it. And when it comes down to, yeah, they're probably the ones at fault. And they're also the ones that can make it right. They can just be like, all right, 10%. Or just go back to 5%. Who cares? Like, they're making so much money. But, like, I think 75, 25. I would think would they could fair. budge on that 50% yeah. and just deal with it's it. It's like the same thing. Let me put it this way. Let's assume that the Metal Gear Solid movie actually happens and that it's actually good because Jordan Vote Roberts seems like he knows what he's doing. Konami does not have any rights at on it. They've sold those rights to Sony, even though Konami owns Metal Gear. Marvel, you, you see what I'm doing here. Say they make Metal Gear Solid 1, Metal Gear Solid 2. I'm not saying it follows the games, but they make yeah. two movies, and they're both successful, and they both make right around a billion dollars, and they're critically well-received and all this. And then Konami, who no one likes, comes in the picture and is like, we want half the money now. It's all... The reaction would be completely different. The the whole pe- the the reason people are reacting the way they are is that we like Marvel. And I'm not saying you shouldn't react that way. I'm just saying if 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 it were the same situation where you flip flop the side that you like and the side that you don't like, people have a completely different reaction to this. That's my point. I'm not saying Sony. I mean, like I said on Twitter last week, I'm like, will Sony screw this up? <sighs> I mean, probably, but they did do Spider Verse. You know, like. And the original movies, one and two, were really, really good. Three was not at all. Amazing Spider-Man, one was okay, two jumped the shark. I don't know. My, my thing is you can't just blame Sony because you no. love Marvel. Yeah. Because, if, like I said, if it was the same thing, Sony and Konami, reactions would be a complete 180, period. Yeah. I don't know. I, I do... Still think it's going to get resolved. What will be very will. telling. I think it will. I don't know. What I think the they next... work something out to where Venom can still come into this because I really think, like I said last week, I think that's what they want. Do Spider Man three and then Spider Man four is Spidey versus Venom. I don't know what the next like movies are in Phase four. I can't keep track of what's TV and what's mo- or what's Disney Plus. All the movies. ones that sound good to me, honestly, are the TV shows. Is and now, Strange granted, that's a movie. That's a movie. Okay. And then the Shang Chi. What's his name? Yes. Is that it, Shang Chi? Yeah. That doesn't sound right, but maybe I'm right. I I don't care about that. No. If that now, granted, nobody's expecting that to come out and make a billion dollars. But it however, will if that China, comes out, it will. It will. Well, okay. it will. That's it will true. easily make a billion just because of that. I was gonna say, if that comes out and just flops you might see Marvel be a little bit more willing we'll to take 5%. budge. Yeah, yeah, just give us Spider-Man back, please. So we'll see. I don't know. Are we talking about um, Disney Plus? Or is this is this it right now? It's just what's under the witty banter. <laughs> Mandalorian does launch November 12th when it launches. 
A, in general, I cannot wait for this. That looks amazing. I mean, Disney Plus okay. in general. But the Mandalorian that. looks freaking insane. And obviously something else that... I mean, yes. We can go ahead and talk we about We don't that. know when it's coming. Uh, the Obi-Wan. Oh, my God. Like, he came out on stage and was like, yep, I'm Obi-Wan. That's going to be awesome. <gasps> It'll just be cool. Just give me all the Disney and Pixar movies, all the Marvel movies, all the I'll Star Wars. Just up give me everything. all of them. Yeah. Like, uh, take my $7 a month or whatever it is. Or, well, and that's if you get well, the Hulu the Plus. But I, I mean, would like I'll to probably, have ESPN yeah, Plus. I'll probably just, just so, like, do that. Just like the Yankees are playing, I'm like, mm, boom. Um, but. But. I just found out today. Now, granted, I'm not a. I know almost nothing about what happens in the comic books, so maybe this is somehow uh, right as it should be. Did you know this WandaVision thing? We're doing this way too early in the podcast. WandaVision? Is it actually in the 50s? That I don't know. Okay. Well, it can't be the 50s. Wanda. That was rumored. I. I'm just saying that was the rumors were that somehow this took place in the 1950s. I don't know how, but continue. Well, I just found out this is like borderline. Maybe I'm overgeneralizing here to make a point, but this sounds like it's like a sitcom. Oh, like there are going to be like there's still like I don't know about laugh tracks, but there are going to be like humorous element like people have this one thing i saw kind of described it as such oh did they there's show like footage? A, a wacky neighbor character and like i i mean i didn't care about this to begin with and now i care even less i didn't care about it too much but i could see maybe getting into it i i couldn't i thought it was a joke when i was reading that so i don't know maybe i'm oversimplifying it. i'm gonna see if i can find the tweet now but well i'm excited for the Mandalorian. That's enough to get me to sign up on day one and catching up on all the MCU movies that I've missed. I'm excited for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, I don't think... I think that's 2021. Correct me if I'm wrong in the comments. I think they said 2021. But like, I saw a tweet today that... Anthony Mackie, right? Is his name? Yeah. Was saying that he's not Captain America, quote... Uh, I mean, you've all seen it. Nick saw it, so I don't even care about spoilers anymore. He's not character. He's not Captain America. Quote: Just because he let me hold the shield. End quote. What I read into that is, that's not the reason I'm Cap. But you'll find out the reason that I'm Cap is what I hope that quote means. Really? Because some of these, like, some of these, like, uh, like fan drawings and stuff of him as Falcon, as Captain America, it's just freaking like, I was tweeting Ernie about that ever since Endgame came out. I was like, yes, yes, yes. Just come on. Like he's so good. And especially after I went back and watched Winter Soldier a couple weeks ago, I'm like, I freaking love Falcon so much. Yeah. That guy is just, he's so good. Um, so here's, it's a tweet, but it's like a screenshot from Buzzfeed. It says, we were also treated to an exclusive sneak peek of the original series, WandaVision, which follows Lovebirds, Wanda, and Vision. The creators noted that the series will be like nothing the MCU has seen before. It was inspired by, of all things, the Dick Van Dyke show and promises to be half classic sitcom and half MCU epic adventure with Kat Dennings reprising her Thor role as Darcy Lewis. Kat Randall- Dennings was in Thor? 
Yeah, she's like uh, I never saw Natalie it, Portman's so. like friend okay. or something. I don't know. Uh, Randall Park reprising his role from Ant Man and the Wasp, and Marvel newcomer Catherine Hahn as a wacky nosy neighbor. In quotes. So she's gonna be like Wilson. Like, she's gonna be like Kramer. Hey Tim, <laughs> this is like. Hey Tim, what you I'm doing just over like, there? Uh, she's gonna kick the door down. Bah! I don't care. I don't know. Like I wasn't that interested in this, but I could see just because it's Marvel. Like I'll give anything a shot. And I'll still like give it a shot, but what are you thinking? What? <laughs> like, this is this is not smelling your own farts. Uh, is what I think that is. Gosh, I, I like Wanda and I like Vision as supporting characters. Do I think they can carry their own show? Hell no. Period. Yeah. Can Falcon and Bucky? Hell yes, they can. That will be like good. I cannot wait for that. Um, the other thing that got announced. Also, I guess there was some footage of Black Widow that looks pretty awesome. I'm like I, coming around on that. I, I think mean, that I movie has seen... the potential to be good because ScarJo's awesome. Yeah, it's interesting. I think it's between it's between Winter Soldier and Civil War. I think is what they said. Like, obviously, it can't be right after Endgame. So I, I'm wait and see on that. But then finally, today as we're recording this, they finally announced Black Panther 2 is out May 2022. I what the hell was yesterday? Took... Or maybe it was yesterday that I, I, I yesterday. can't remember. But, but I was yeah. like... Like, hello? I mean, we I all knew it was like, coming, but like... I wanted to send the cause. Talk about burying the lead, as they say. Well, but like when Venom Snake rescues him, he puts the sunglasses on. Mine. What took you so long? <laughs> like, what took you... And Ryan Coogler's coming back. I can't wait. They, they still shouldn't have killed Killmonger. I, one of the best villains MCU's ever had, but... I'm excited it's official, but I don't know. I didn't read up, so I just might not know. Maybe this was announced. Is it phase four or five? Because when they did the phase four thing a couple it's months 2022, ago. 2022, right? Yeah. They didn't include it in phase four a month ago or whatever that was. Yeah. So but I don't, don't remember know. what the dates were. That might be phase five. But but you always had an Avengers movie. What is going to separate? When are they going to be like, mm, phase five starts here? After the wacky, line in the sand. wacky neighbor like, kicks the door down and lights it on fire. Like you always had. Now I know some of them. Gosh, what was it? Like phase two, technically there was something after Avengers 2 that they still consider part of phase two. But Winter Soldier? Or was that phase three? No, I want to say it was like. Was it Doc? I'm trying to think of what came out. Because Avengers ended phase one. Right. But phase two, or maybe it was, no, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be Spider-Man. That would have been a while after. Whatever, I think the first, had to be the first movie that came out after um, Ultron was technically still part of phase two, I think. And it was kind of a weird one. I don't remember what it was now. But but now, like, what do you have, regardless of what are you building how to? they consider it? Yeah, like, when does phase four, and I'm sure they are building to something. Now, without Spider-Man, those plans may change, but... I think it all gets fixed still. Uh, Ant-Man was technically the end of Phase 2. Okay, yeah. Still haven't seen it. That's one of those... I mean, I got Disney Plus, whatever. I I think after I have Disney Plus, I'll watch pretty much everything except those three horrible I need to go back and watch Thor. Because I've seen it, but I feel like I never... Thor 2 and Incredible Hulk can just kick rocks. I'm not going to waste six hours of my life watching those movies. I think Thor is okay. But I've never, like, sat... I've never watched it and really given it... 
I think I've come across it on like FX and had yeah. it on, but I was doing something else kind of thing and I wasn't really invested in it. I think I do need to watch that one. Incredible Hulk, I couldn't get into. I literally, I mean, I was on a plane, but like I fell asleep. I tried to watch it, couldn't make it through. Thor 2, I just have zero interest in it. Nothing I've heard about the movie makes me want to see it, so I'm just like, whatever. What's her name gets the aether in her and she like goes crazy or something and that's and then basically Rocket steals it. and then Rocket yeah. sucks it back out of her and then they get the stone. But you gotta know that it's not a stone. Okay. The the ethers Is he asleep over there? No, I think he's dead. <laughs> I think he's dead. God, it's so good. Oh, I feel like I should watch that every week. Just for the rest of my life. Like it would never get old. There's there's no part of that movie that would get old. It's that good. The yeah. I thought going back, uh, like when I was watching it, when it got to the part with Thor and Asgard and Rocket, to me, I was thinking that was the part. If there was a low part to the movie, New I was Asgard, kind of thinking, no, no, Asgard. When they go back to get the Aether. Oh, okay, Thor and sorry, Rocket. Okay. Um, I was thinking that was kind of the low part. And it, I guess it probably is, but the part but see, where, with like, the, with his mom when he's talking to his mother and she's like, so no, good. you are not the Thor I know. Like, I totally like, time traveled here. Right. She's like, I know. Like, I was just like, oh, God. It's like, so good. And she's like, no, no, no. And he's like, but you got to know this. No, 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 no. This isn't about me. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's so damn good. It's so damn good. Anything else? <laughs> no, that's all I got. Sean, what have you been playing this week? Um, I'll let you cover the main one, but I did a little more Mario Maker. I've made what's probably going to be my last level, at least for the foreseeable future. It was another... It was the one I told you about two, three weeks ago where I'm like, I've got this idea. Oh, I I think I told... Yeah, I was going to call it the Hero of Time. I'm like... So I made it. And then once I actually started making it... (laughs) I was like, this is going to be so cool. And then once I made it, I'm like, I wish I could have done so much more with this. And like I used up the full length of the level and the full length of the underworld. Like I feel like I did as much as I could have. Did you make it Mario wise? Um, Mario World. Oh. So I've got a few levels lined up for you to play. I don't know that I'm going to make any more until I get struck by some kind of weird yeah creative bug but um and then yeah what we played so i haven't played mario maker i've just been too busy at work and stuff i've got a couple ideas for levels i just haven't been able to sit down and do it uh if you were watching friday night we went back on twitch.tv slash two player underscore co-op and we said what the hell we love Call of Duty online multiplayer shooters, don't we, Sean? We sure do. So let's try out this Modern Warfare 2v2 gunfight alpha. <sighs> My God. So <laughs> the way this alpha worked was it was 2v2 or sometimes 2v1, depending on who joins the game, and you kill the other two or one player on the other team, you win that round. So it... Rounds can take 10 seconds. With us, they could take two. (laughs) Um, And then it's first to win six rounds wins, and then that's it. 
And we streamed this, and I knew it was going to be bad. Like, I knew it was going to be really, really bad. Wait, what is that? Really? What movie am I thinking of? I don't know. Oh, Joker. It's going to be really, really bad. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. God almighty, why do I think of Suicide Squad? That's how bad this game was. Um, we suck. We absolutely suck. I thought about uploading this to our YouTube channel. If we were even competent, we were not. I still, I don't know. Should I? I think. I mean, I don't think anybody that knows us would have expected any more out of us. It was bad. It was really bad. Like, just upload this and call it Call of Duty. Just that we. I'm gonna call it. <laughs> if I upload, it's gonna. We suck at Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, Alpha Two V Two Gunfight. Blah blah blah. Like. This was horrible. Like, at one point, we got matched up against somebody that was using mouse and keyboard. And I'm like, what? Yeah, I mean, we, as if we stood a chance before that. We definitely stood no chance. There. I think if we were both using mouse and keyboard against a five-year-old using a control pad, I think we still would have lost. But, like, what did you think? Like, the game's pretty. I get if you're good that I think, like, I was talking to Paul about it last night at the Twitch meetup. And he's like, no, you can actually, even on a small map, if you know what you're doing. And I'm like, I don't. If you know what you're doing, you can actually extend those matches for at least a couple of minutes, two, three, four minutes, whatever, and or those rounds, I should say. But I'm like, I don't. And it's like we were talking in the ride home last night. It's like even when, when we would see somebody and we'd have him dead to rights, I'd be like, oh, there's somebody. And I would just spray all around them because I can't get my thumb off the right stick for some reason. And it's just like if I end up getting this game – I mean, I already knew this, but this confirmed it. It will be solely for the single-player content. What do you think, Sean? It was... I'm not going to say it's a bad game, but I knew I wasn't going to like it. And... <laughs> yeah, bug on my nose. Um, and I didn't like it. Yeah. I, it's not that it's a bad game. I can see if it's your kind of thing, you'll probably love it. To me, it's like, what I will say is it just seems like it's more of the same. And I know this is very early, not that early, but a pretty I mean, multiplayer is multiplayer, yeah. But like, give me something new. What is it that brings people back? I mean, I could say the same thing about Madden, I guess. It's no better than Madden. Like, the people that buy Madden every single year, I have just as many questions for them as I do the people that buy Call of Duty again every right. year. When it's the same game, like, yeah, it's Black Ops versus Advanced Warfare versus Infinite Warfare versus blah, 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 blah. Like, okay, but I play this game, I'm like, okay, this seems like any other game with these type of weapons that I've ever played. Yeah. I would probably, oh, I know, I do suck at Overwatch. But at least with Overwatch, I'm like, hey, this is different. I can see the appeal of this. Yeah, you got different characters that do different things and different power-ups and blah, blah, blah. This, I'm not going to say this is not a quality game. I just don't get the appeal. Like, yeah. we've seen this. We've seen this so many times. What is the appeal here? Yeah. And I have no idea. But I'm not going to, I won't get it. Even for a single player, I'm not getting it. I still, I'm intrigued by the single player, but. If I play multiplayer, it'll just be, like I was saying, it'll just be capture the flag just because I can run around, I can get to the flag, I can camp and try. hope nobody sees me and just crawl up there and get the flag and then run away. Right. But, yeah, I'm still intrigued by the single player, but 
Man, that was that was rough for sure. <laughs> have you played anything else this week? Because I sure have. Uh, I don't think I have, but yeah, I definitely want to hear this. For some reason, this week I started Kingdom Hearts three. I'm five hours in. Let me go through my notes here. Um, I have no. This is what I wrote down. I have no idea what the hell is going on in the opening cinematic. I guess it was a recap of previous games. I don't know. Probably. So it's like pick your Sora, and I chose balance, and I chose warrior. Okay. I don't know what those do, but I was just like, I need balance because I don't know what I'm doing, and I like to fight, so I'm a warrior. I guess I don't know. There's something right before you go to the first world that is a big like inside joke that everybody's in on. I don't know if I should say it. I mean, I don't care unless you don't want to. Oh, no, I don't care about them. I care about you. No, I don't care. Let me hear it. Before you go to the first world, you know what it pops up on the screen? Kingdom Hearts 2.9. And I was like, oh, that's right. You sons of bitches. I cannot believe you did this. But it's it, they're making fun of themselves for 2.8 and 2.5. But is that, I thought there already was a 2.9. No, there was 2.8. Oh, okay. Well. And final prologue. And there's 350, what is it, 358 over two days? Is yes, that how you say it? For some reason. <laughs> Whatever that means. So you get through the whole first world once you beat that. Then it says, then I was like, oh my God, the whole first world was a prologue. Once you beat the first world, then it's like, you finally see the... Kingdom Hearts 3 logo. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? I spent two hours on this world and I'm just now starting the game proper. Are you kidding me? Uh, I'm going to go through the bad stuff first because I got thoughts here. The dialogue in this is very reminiscent to me, or the voice acting, I should say, not the dialogue, is very reminiscent of a game called Resident Evil 1. Really? Every time a human... Now, the Disney characters, when they're talking, it works. Every time Sora or some freaking wizard guy or this dude that looks like Big Boss Zigzar or something, I don't know what his name is, whenever they talk, it's like, whoa, hey there, Goofy, nice to see you on this planet. And I'm like, what (laughs) the hell are you saying? The voice acting in this is driving me up the wall. I absolutely hate the controls in this game. Could you switch your controls in previous Kingdom Hearts games? Because let me tell you this. I'm playing on PlayStation 4. X to attack, square to dodge, and circle to jump is... It's all wrong. It's all completely wrong. I think that's how it's always been. Square should attack. What should X do? Jump. What should circle do? Dodge. Because that's what you do in games. That's that's, that's like, why are you doing this? And you cannot change it. All you could do yeah. is when you're like when you're choosing your uh I don't remember what it is, magic or something over here in your in your thing in the bottom left, you can either use up down on the D-pad to change it or L2 to change it. That's all that you can change. Horrible. I've gotten used to it. I, what I tell myself is, but wait a minute, in Zelda games or at least like in 2D Zelda games, B attacks, I think. Yeah. Which is so. the PlayStation equivalent of X, so it's like, okay, I'm wrapping my mind around that, whatever, but it's it pissed me off. I don't know how to manage my part. Do I stay with Donald and Goofy this whole time? Is that how they always are? Or do, or do they get swapped out? When you go to the different worlds... I've got a random... I'm not going to say the name because I don't want to spoil how it starts and everything, but a random Disney character is helping me out in the first world in some instances. So there are times where... 
Um, I'll go all the way back to Kingdom Hearts 1. When you go to... Um, uh, Agrabah, Aladdin world. Huh? When you first meet Aladdin, I think, I could be wrong. Because maybe it's not like this with Aladdin, but I feel like it's like it with some of the characters. They're like... a npc they're just kind of there you don't see their health you don't get to do anything with them but they are helping you but then typically they'll join your party if you want to use them you can stick with donald and goofy or you can replace one of them with this other person um usually they are better than both donald and goofy but there are times where at least in the first one i can't remember if there's anything like in the second one there's like these trinity marks that you need Donald and Goofy and you do the three of you do like a special thing and you okay. open something or get something, whatever. And so if you have like Aladdin instead of Donald or Goofy, you can't activate that until you swap him out and come back there with Donald and Goofy. Um, so they do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that's how three is. The is, only thing I've or seen is so at least far, going to be if you yeah, get further. I haven't had a chance to swap them out. It's just, random Disney character and I'm in the next big Disney world now. I got to that last night. The first one, the guy, I'll just say the guy, I'm not gonna say who it is, but he helps me at some points and then he disappears and then he comes back for the boss fight, which is cool. Um, so I don't know if I can, sw- but I don't know what I'm supposed to do. It's every time I get low on HP, my HP just goes back up. I've got potions and stuff, so I don't know if that's normal. Do they like auto replenish or something? I don't know. I know I've got some ability. Once I finally found out I have abilities and I have to check stuff on or off and stuff, that if my party members are low on HP, I automatically heal them. So I don't know if they auto heal me, maybe. I, I don't you know. Could, you should be able to set it that way. Okay. Oh, they have a, uh, there. There's abilities for them too. I need to at least in the first. I've played so well. I played a lot of the second one, but I played way more of the first one. And in the first one, you can tell your guys like, "Hey, Donald, I want you to heal anybody like ten percent lower, whatever." You can't get into like okay. that kind of level. But you can say, "Do it." I think it even says like always, sometimes or seldomly or something like that to where are they going to heal you as soon as you get attacked? Are they going to heal you when you're like 50%? Are they going to heal you not till you're almost dead? Okay. You have that kind of level of control over them. Um, but yeah, I can tell you what they do in the third. But. Okay. Uh, I keep hearing all these names and I'm, I hear names like Aqua, Riku, yep. Ventus, mm-hmm. Roxas, which we talked about that a little bit, so I kind of get who that is, but this game is as confusing as I thought it would be. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just, it's everything I thought it would be. It's the most confusing game I've ever played in my life. Uh, Apparently, people in the past, games were deconstructed and reconstructed under new names. Is that what the whole Roxas thing is? They become data. There's all this talk about data, and he's like, oh, he's in the data. Like somebody's, they started getting. You lose into, your heart and you go into a computer. What? What? The, I don't even under. I, I. I don't understand anything about this game at all. But they're talking about. There's all this stuff about data. Like take that for data. Like right. there's so much data talk about this. They start getting into that in two. Okay. And I don't know if they expand on it. And like apparently the other so. ones, but yeah. Uh, there's no auto saving, which is driving me nuts because the only time you can actually save your game is you have to get to an actual save point. Right. I feel like we've moved past that in video games. Like it should just auto save all the time. Period. 
It does not, especially when I'm getting to the point where I'm sick of playing the game. I'm like, oh my God, I got to find a save point or I'm never going to play this again because I'm not going to go back and replay this last 45 minutes because it'll piss me off. I'm not going to do it. It yeah. pissed me off. Also, the cutscenes in this, how have they been in one and two for you? Are they extremely long and extremely often and incredibly close? They are... Yeah, there's quite a few of them. Not like Metal Gear Solid 4, but there's a lot of cutscenes. I wrote down right here. Cutscenes are as long as MGS 4 so far, <laughs> and it's a bit much. I think it's a little bit heavier in the beginning, and I think okay. it tends to. I wrote, there's so dang many. Bit. It's like every five minutes. Like, la- like yesterday, I was playing when Eliza was taking her nap, and I got to this new world. And I ran across this character and I beat the Heartless and whatever. And then I like, oh, go up this way in the forest. And then it's like cutscene. I'm like, it's still going. It's still going. At this, I was like, options, skip. I don't even care anymore because I'm not going to understand the story anyways. Like the cutscenes are probably the one. It, it, uh, my two main, after all this that I've said, I'm actually having fun with this. Let me do say that. My two complaints are the amount of cutscenes and the length of those cutscenes and the frequency of said cutscenes and the saving mechanic is stupid for a game this big it should every time you defeat every time you run up on a group of heartless and you beat them it should autosave period it's stupid that it doesn't do that i could see that i mean it's one of those do you think it's adding you don't want to make the game too easy no but i don't want to have to go for like i shouldn't have to go for an hour between save points. Yeah, see, that's different. And the other ones... They are few and far between here. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, maybe it's different in this one. But the other ones, I never thought they were like terribly far apart. One other thing. You've said in the past, God of War is a button masher. I have said that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a button masher. What the hell am I... Is this what Final Fantasy fifteen was? I'm just going... X, 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 R1 to target, X, 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 X. Oh, the thing popped up. I pushed triangle to go to my second form, or I do like a... I will say... The, the There's special, a lot of... Yes. The special attacks are... What, I don't even know what they're calling this. They're freaking But you learn awesome. some new things where you can be like, X, 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 like forehead combo. Whatever. And okay. then maybe you'll learn something where... If you hold X, you can go like X, X, hold X, and you might go hit him up here or something. Pah! Yeah, and, and then, then you, you can hit circle to jump up and you know, so it's it's not literally just X, 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 but I mean, there is a lot of that, but the more you get into the game, I'm assuming in three, you get more abilities and combos and stuff like that. All that being said, I am having fun with this game. I am. The cutscenes are starting, but I'm to the point now where I'm like, I'm in the world. I have to get to the end of the world and beat a boss. Like, I have no idea what's going on in the story anyway, so why do I care about the cutscenes? Just skip them, and that'll make me a lot happier. You know what yeah. I mean? No, I can tell you right now, don't even, don't get too invested in the story because even if you had played one and two, let alone all the, all the others, other yeah. ones, you'd probably still be You'd maybe be slightly less confused, but you still would not know what's going on. Yeah. I would just say take it for just, it's a fun game. You get to play with Disney characters and it's just 
fun and don't worry about the story. Is well, what there's I say. there's been some cameos and some characters that I've interacted that with that I didn't see coming, and they put a smile on my face. Yeah. And just seeing Donald and Go- as I'm walking and I'm flying around going XXXXX and I look over and here's Goofy going oh, yo, 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 <laughs> with his shield like he's Captain America or something. <laughs> and then Donald's like, wah, 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 wah. and it, it's the team up attacks you can do and the super moves and stuff. It's it's it is fun. Is it going to be my game of the year? There's literally no way in hell. Yeah. But. I'm five hours in. One of the other things, the game actually does track your time. Every time you pause it, it's down there in the bottom right. tells you yes. your time whenever and you save it. Yeah. Like, they've always been good with that. Thank you. So I'm right at, I think I'm just under five hours in. I didn't get to play it at all today because today was crazy. But uh, I'm not giving up on it. I might, if you can tell what that is. If you're watching YouTube.com slash two-player co-op, uh, I may have to fire up the PS3 and play an old game that I've missed out on. Um but it's not like I played five hours, I'm done. Right. And I think the game, if you mostly mainline it, I think it's a 40-hour game. So really? I've, got, I've still got a long ways to go. I want to see all the worlds. I've been pretty much spoiler-free on what all the worlds are in the game. The first two don't really mean anything to me because they're two movies I didn't care about. It's still cool to see those characters and how awesome they look. But the worlds themselves were not like... It's not like if I would have landed in Lion King right, or yeah. Agrabah or, or freaking Frozen, which I think that's the one. I think it is in this. Uh, those would have just blown my mind. These two were like, man, eh, it's fine, whatever. But yeah, I'm actually playing Kingdom Hearts 3, and I cannot believe I don't even know what's happening in real life. I'm glad. I'm glad, too. I mean, I've, I've had it for like three months now. I was finally like, Sean's never going to buy this damn game. <laughs> I wanted to play through with him. I don't know when he's going to buy it. You're going to buy it at some point. Yeah. But I was like, I got n- literally nothing else to play right now. I could go back and, back and play RE2. I could go back and do New Game Plus on Horizon Zero Dawn or something. But I'm like, I want to. I bought this stupid game for 35 bucks, whatever it was. I should at least try it. And I'm glad yes. I did. So we'll see where it ends up. Are you want to get news of the week? Let's do it. We finally kind of know what the hell Death Stranding is actually about. This comes from IGN. There was an extra Death Stranding trailer being shown at Gamescom, and we've just seen it. Strap in, not us, IGN. Currently only being shown to those attending the Death Stranding booth at German show, the trailer called Briefing is a story cutscene seemingly from the earlier parts of the game, and it contextualizes much of what we've seen in previous trailers, particularly about Norman Reedus's Sam. What he, Norman Norman Norman? I keep saying Norman. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yes. About what Norman Reedus's Sam is aiming for in the game, featuring Norman Reedus. <laughs> Norman Reedus's Sam, Lindsay Wagner's Emily, and Tommy Earl Jenkins' Die Hard Man. The trailer takes place in this stupid game in what seems to be the Oval Office and features the two latter characters attempting to convince Sam to join their cause to reconnect the fractured cities of the UCA or the United Cities of America. The project was started years earlier by Emily or Amelie. How would you say that? Emily? I don't know. Yeah. By A, by Amy, who traveled from the east to west coast, attempting to convince isolated settlements to join the UCA's chiral network. Emily was used to was used was used to warn the convoy of nearby <laughs> BTs, the spectral predators we've seen in previous trailers. 
There's more of interest about Amelie. She's the new president of the UCA. That means Bridget, the beridden president we saw in the release date trailer, who is also played by Lindsay Wagner, has seemingly died. We're told Amelie can no longer age, of course, looks exactly the same as when Sam last saw her 10 years ago, and she says her, quote, body is still on the beach, end quote. That implies she's connected to the game's other side in some way. The cutscene also shows a holographic reconstruction of her work filling the Oval Office, showing multiple cities and animations of what occurred, complete with video gamey bleeps and bloops. However, upon reaching Edge Knot City, which appears to be in the location of real life LA, we're told Emily was kidnapped by the Homo Demons, a separatist group of terrorists that opposes the UCA's goal. She's being held in the city, but is somehow able to project her image to the East Coast to talk to Sam. This is Sokojima. Die Hard Man and Amelie ask Sam to take up her work, visiting the isolated settlements that agreed to join the UCA and connecting them to the chiral network using a cupid. The f- Cupid. Okay, I get it now. The floating necklace we've seen Sam carrying in multiple trailers. As we saw in the gameplay trailer earlier this week, Sam can place the cupid in a terminal, connecting that location to the UCA's network. After being told his prospective mission, Sam refuses to help Emily and Die Hard Man. It appears that he worked with them previously before disappearing and blames his separation on the others. The trailer ends with Emily pleading for him to help and Sam leading. Of course, from what we've seen of the game, it seems Sam has a change of heart after this scene and the game's main goal is to travel from coast to coast building the chiral network as you go. We also got some details on multiplayer, although they're very scant. Speaking with IGN at Gamescom, Jeff Keighley talked about the multiplayer portion of Death Stranding that Kojima hasn't spoken to about just too much about just yet. According to Keighley, the multiplayer portion really exemplifies the themes of, quote, connection that Kojima has talked about whenever discussing Death Stranding. What he's doing, quote, what he's doing with the online aspects of it, I think people aren't quite fully ready for what he's doing, end quote. Yeah, no kidding, because we don't know what the hell he's doing. Keeley specifically mentioned the mushroom portion of the Gamescom demo. You know, when Norman Reedus' character Sam peed on it. Kojima mentioned during the press conference that if multiple players pee in the same spot on the same mushroom, something will happen. Keeley says this concept is the thing to focus on for the game's online portions. Quote, You gotta take that concept and think about how that applies to everything you do in the game, in this connected world and connecting people. End quote. So, Sean... I think really for the first time ever, we finally, we think, know what in the blue hell Death Stranding is. So essentially your goal is to, it sounds like, walk from one side of the U.S. to the other. And and there was one point in the gameplay demo when Jeff Keighley comes up and then it, it zooms out to the map. You can see that a lot of the western part of the U.S. looks like it's all snow-covered mountains now. We've seen snow-covered mountains in the gameplay, like, with Kojima rocking his baby and all this other stuff. So the game is about... We've heard from the release, it was sticks and ropes. The ropes is connecting the UCA back together. It's clear what he's going for in this day and age. Connecting everybody through these chiral networks so you can all communicate together, so you can band together, so you can reform the UCA. And then you've got the homo... Oh, crap. What were they called? Demons. Homo demons that are trying to stop that. Insanity ensues along the way. Gray Fox is here. There's a Metal Gear here. I don't know. But now that we actually know what the game is about... Does this pique your interest or does it keep you at the same level or have you dropped even more in your hype for this game? 
it didn't drop any more. I guess if anything else, it makes me feel a little better and that there's actually a game underneath it and there's an objective. But as far as like, if you played this game for two hours, are you just walking? What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Are you really just walking? Are you trying to avoid being seen? Is it just a whole bunch of cutscenes? Is it puzzle solving? Is it stealth? Is it, I, I still have no idea. Like it's so tough for me to get excited about this game when I have no idea what it is. I'm still not sold on it. Um, I feel a little better after that, but I don't know. I'm glad I'm not, that I'm not there yet. I'm glad that we know it's an actual game at this point. Yeah. Does it sound like the most exciting Kojima ever? Kojima game ever? Uh, no, that is not correct. Like, but I'm glad it's a game. The one thing that really worries me is the little bit that we saw at E3. I think it was of what the combat actually looked it wasn't any sony wasn't there it was around e3 there was a there was a gameplay demo where you see him like we talked about on here with the briefcase and it's like clunky animation kaboom and kaboom and we've seen in the past in that one area in like the second trailer where mads mickelson is there uh with his soldiers that come up out of the tar and there's tanks and stuff we then saw later gameplay of him like i'm like Okay, that's what I want to see. Yeah. I just, other than the walking from the East Coast to the West Coast, I don't know. I still, the minute to minute gameplay, like the game looks beautiful. I went back and yeah. watched the gameplay, the, the gameplay Gamescom demo. It looks beautiful. It's funny to see Jeff Keighley, and then it's not Jeff Keighley's voice. Somebody else is doing the voice acting, which I'm like, just have Jeff do it. Your, your best buds, anyways, just have him do it. Right. Uh, I'm glad we know what the game is, but I'm still very nervous. I'm from E3 2016 when this got announced, right after God of War got announced. I think they went, they might have gone, no, they didn't go back to back, but best E3 I've ever seen. I still say that to this day. My hype level for that has gone from here to here. Like I said, from Batman vs. Superman to Justice League. One thing I will say is while I'm not entirely sure if I even want this game, <laughs> I'm at least intrigued. I want to know more. I want to yeah. know what this game is. I'm interested enough to be interested in it. It's yeah. not like I'm just like, I don't even care what it is. Like, I'm so over it. Right. I want to know. I just don't know if I want it. <laughs> I mean, I pre-ordered it. I had an Amazon gift card, so it's it's free to me. It's right. 60 bucks. 60 bucks to Kojima. It's free to me, so I'm... I'm down for it, but again, Jedi Fallen Order comes out a week after this, and I'm still way more excited for that than I am this. All right, next up, uh, Nintendo did like a 25, 30-minute demo of Link's Awakening, and I didn't want to watch it, but I'm glad that I did. Like, I haven't watched it. It's beautiful. It's so perfect. I didn't see anything. People were talking around E3 that there's a lot of stuttering and weird transitions when you go from yeah. screen to screen. I didn't see any of that. This okay. looks... And I was like, by the time they... Re- Nintendo's not going to release a game in that form. If they have to delay it a month or something to get it right, they'll do it. It looks beautiful. It looks perfect. But there were some changes that they announced as they were playing through it on the stream. First up, the map is much more detailed, which you would expect going from Game Boy to Switch. Uh, you can place markers on it, and there are also icons on the map that show you different points of interest, like dungeons and shops and whatever else 
Is this, I mean, the answer has to be yes, because it's almost the two furthest extremes you can have. This has to be the... Link between worlds to Link to the Past? Well, it's got to be the longest remake, not just a port. Like, the longest time between a true remake. You're going all the way back from Game Boy... Yeah, it was I'm saying in terms of three. generations of yeah. video game consoles skipped before a remake. Like yeah. From Game Boy. Now, granted, there's Game Boy Color, but okay. But like, it was we went from it was the Game Boy past Super Nintendo, past Game Boy Advance, past GameCube. I'm probably skipping some. Past 2D, the Wii, the DS, the 3DS, the, DS, the, Wii, the 3DS, the Wii, the Wii, the Wii U, and now all the way to the Switch. I don't know, it just blew my mind, but continue. Uh, the Pegasus boots, the sword, shield, and power bracelet, and some other items are now always equipped. This was one of the things that annoyed me, and I assumed they would fix this. Again, when I say Link to the Past is perfect, but it would be cool if they just remade it so you can add one extra item button or whatever. Yeah. In Link's Awakening on the Game Boy, unless I'm wrong... You have to equip your sword and your shield. You only have two buttons. Yeah, I remember that. I'm like, this is stupid. But they, but what else could they do except just have your shield work like it did in Zelda 1 where it's just if you're not attacking, you're guarding. Right. But just knowing that like, I can just hit A to do the Pegasus boots, B is always my sword, and R2 or RZR, whatever it is, is always my shield is awesome. So then you can just equip the... The feather to jump or the what whatever like that's I assumed they were doing that and maybe we already knew that but to hear them say that in this live stream I was like thank you yeah I hadn't even thought about it but I, I'm very glad to hear that a lot of the enemies have new actions and abilities so the way you fight them is different uh, there is now if you once you get the compass in a dungeon when you're in a room that has a key it will play a sound they did that and they've done that before I'm trying to think of what game. Was it Minish? I don't Maybe. think it was Maybe. I think it was a though. 2D. Okay. I feel like they've done that before. And of course, the compass will show you on the map also where all the items, where all the boxes are, like in Link Between yeah. Worlds and stuff. Uh, I saw a lot of, auto, they didn't announce this, but when I was watching it, I kept saying auto-saving, going back to Kingdom Hearts. As they were playing through this, I kept saying auto-saving pop up all the time. It's like, thank you. That's stress-free. I like that. Yeah. Uh, And they've also added Spanish, Italian, and Dutch languages to the game. This looks so beautiful. This game, uh, I can't wait. I I cannot wait. If 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 Resident Evil Two ends up being my game of the year, then it it probably should be one of my top ten favorite games of all time. Because just watching them play this, I'm like, this is what I've been lacking in my life since. Uh, Link Between Worlds came out six years ago at this point. We haven't had a new wow. 2D Zelda that wasn't multiplayer since 2013. Well, Kane's a Hyrule. Halpert face. <laughs> what do you think, Sean? I mean, I'm, I've been sold on this game. I never had to see anything of this. Mm-hmm. If I just saw that opening cutscene from... The announcement? Whenever that was, yeah. yeah like It was just a direct sometimes. That's all I needed to see. Like, I'm... So sold on this game. There's no way, and I'm not even going to knock on wood because I'm not no. the slightest bit worried. There's no way this game will not be 
at least great. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, at least great. Not even at least good, like at least great. Great to perfect. It's going to be somewhere in that range. Like, I don't see how this could be less than like a 9 out of 10. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Now, Breath of the Wild, I had some doubts just because it was so different. I'm like, yes. this should be really good, but I just don't know. This, it's like, you can't, you can't screw it up. No. You can't. So, you can't. Last up here on the news, the PlayStation blog posted, I think it was 11 uh, items about the Final Fantasy VII remake, and it's a slow news week, so I want to run through these. Number one, the interplay between Cloud and Barrett is glorious. The original's opening mission established the fractious... Is that a word? It's not in there. I, oh. I just got it saved here because I didn't yeah, want you to know anything. Fractious relationship between Barrett, leader of the Avalanche Resistance Group, and Cloud, a former soldier in all caps. Yes. Now Aval- That's real? It's a group. Oh, okay. Yeah. And now Avalanche is Merc for Hire via a few lines of dialogue. The remake expands on that friction, making for numerous compelling cutscenes which emphasize Barrett's distrust in his former Shinra employee. The exchanges are also surprisingly funny, with Cloud's cold disinterest playing off Barrett's bristling anger perfectly. It's a double act. I mean, they had that. They did that pretty well in the first one, even though there was no actual dialogue. It was just on screen. But, like, I mean, that's... I can kind of picture how it's going to be, because that's exactly how they did it. Number two, Avalanche is getting an overhaul as well. Jesse, Biggs, and Wedge round out Avalanche's troops during the bombing mission. They also get more dialogue and exchanges during the infiltration, helping flesh out their personalities. Side note, incidental dialogue pops up on the left side of the screen if you happen to be out of earshot at the time. Even when chatter was at a minimum, facial expression and body language on the new realistic character models speak volumes. I can't wait. <laughs> You're going to cry. <laughs> this is going to be so good. Number three, you'll experience unseen moments in the mission for the first time. Remake's embellishment of the original take isn't restricted to story. During its presentation, Katase-san explained how certain sequences of Avalanche's mission were implied rather than shown in the original. Those moments, such as the group cutting through a fenced-off area during their infiltration, are now included. It gives more substance to both the mission and adds detail to the city's layout. If they're going to base a whole two-disc game on just Midgar, you even though I have no you, idea what I'm talking about, this is the kind of stuff you have to do to flesh this out. Yeah. Midgar looks and feels like a living, breathing city. Number four. Midgar's PS4 makeover is something to behold. Be it jaw-dropping vistas like the sprawling, towering cityscape reflected in a train platform window, or the small stuff such as the bright yellow hazard tape marking out floored cabling in construction sites, the level of detail is stunning. Every exposed brick and piece of scaffolding tells of the city's history. Number five, this is how you PR in Midgar. Does that mean something? Prior to our hands-on, we hands-on we sit through a video primer built specifically to familiar, familiarize us with the new combat mechanics. The decision to make this play out in world is cute, especially as it allows us a glimpse at Shinra's marketing. Uh, okay, at Shinra's marketing, with the company's uh, video okay. promo showcasing a Midgar with clean streets and blue skies before it's taken over by Angela Avalanche's hacker Jesse, who feeds you the tutorial while Shinra tries to shut down the hijack of their feed. Number six, not all Mako reactors are built the same. One would assume uniformity in a Shinra reactor interior design, given Midgar powered 
given Midgar powered by the eight stations of equal size and shape which ring the city. Not so. As one new nugget of world building is introduced in Remake, responding to Barrett's exasperation at not knowing his way around, given it was one reason why he was hired by Avalanche, Avalanche, Cloud comments that every reactor has a different build. At least he's earning his pay with a strong sword arm. So were all the reactors the exact same thing? You just run in and bomb them? Or you something? only really see, I think, two of them. Okay. Maybe th- three. I think just two, really. But they were more or less identical. Okay. I'm still worried that unless they've changed the game so much to make the Midgar... Like, in the original game, Midgar is like the first, probably not even 25% of the game. There's no way this is five episodes long. (laughs) Right. So I'm hoping they just make Midgar that much more... Maybe a lot of the story that you see unfold outside of Midgar maybe now happens in Midgar somehow, but like... Midgar's not that much of the game. Yeah. Or it wasn't before. Right. That's the one thing that worries me. This can't... There's no way they can do it more than three. That would just be no, stupid. It's, yes. Because you'd be on the PS6 by then. Right, yeah. Gosh, I don't know. Either way, I, I can't wait. A few more here. Number seven, Cloud's got two versions of his standard slash. Attacking enemies with a square button speeds up your ATB charge meter. It's a race to fill the bar quickly to get access to your special abilities. But there's also a more powerful version of the standard sword attack, which grants a bigger boost to your ATB if it lands, by holding the square button down for a few seconds. Number eight, and a unique ability that deals out more damage. On top of normal abilities and magic, every character has a unique ability, selectable with triangle. With Cloud, for example, it switches him from operator to punisher mode, a more aggressive, more at- more powerful attack style with a longer reach. The trade-off, you're much slower. Hmm. That's kind of cool. Number nine, Cloud smash, Cloud get reward. <laughs> yes, dresser chests remain, though they've been redesigned to keep more in line with Midgar's, Midgar's unique aesthetic. But there are also Shinra crates and barrels dotted around most areas. Reap a reward for such carelessness by smashing them with your buster sword. Does that make any sense? I think it's just saying instead of seeing random like treasure chests in the middle of the city, it's going to It'll be, look like it's supposed to be there or something? Uh, yeah, and you, it's something you just hit with your sword and break open to get it, I guess. I don't know. Number 10, your materia. So shiny. In Final Fantasy VII, holes in clothing and weapons are a design decision, not a sign of poor craftsmanship. These slots allow you to equip materia, mystic stones that grant you magical abilities. Every type has a different color, and these are no longer relegated to a menu. You'll notice a prick of color on your character where the materia is placed. Look close enough, and you'll see them glow with an inner light. What the hell does that mean? Materia is just your magic abilities? Is that all it is? They're stones. Okay. And you can... They're infinity stones. Basically. Okay. And you can, like, equip them to your weapon or your armor like you may get a fire materia and as long as you put it on your armor or your weapon now you can cast fire okay and if you put it on your weapon it makes your weapon have like fire attack so you do more damage to some like an ice creature yeah and if you equip it on your armor your defense exactly so it does stuff like that so the end result is the same 
the, but it's just uh, how you apply it. The active, I guess the active ability is the same. The passive ability may be different depending if you put it on your weapon or your sword. I think they're just saying now you can actually see it. You'll yeah. see a little bit of a yellow or pink or whatever, like flicker. Tells you what you've got your, active or whatever. Right, yeah. And the last one, number 11, the glow of battle. As we said, it's the small touches that really hammer home the level of polish Square Enix is putting into Remake. Barrett's attacks are all long-ranged and built around his gun arm. Hold square for continuous unloading of ordnance of ordnance at whatever enemy he's targeting. If you look closely at the tip of his gun barrel when you cease, you'll note an orange glow that will diminish as his gun cools down. So that was just like we did this cool graphical thing. Uh, yeah. The other ten much. things are like gameplay, but I'm so excited for this. Like whatever it ends up being however long it is i'm just glad it's coming i'm playing it day one i'm gonna wait i'm playing watchdogs legion for until i can get through this before i get watchdogs like that's how excited i am for this game most of the stuff they have here means nothing to me <laughs> you know yeah. i don't even know what they're talking about but any final thoughts on it sean no it's gonna be great best case scenario i play through this and by the time I'm done with it, maybe I'm like, I hope there is four, five yeah. more episodes. Like maybe I just won't want it to end, but it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Now the wrap up. The Uncharted movie, which won't die, has now lost its fifth director. What in the hell? Dan Trachtenberg is out as the director. Tom Holland is still set to star as young Nathan Drake. Five directors. This is this movie's Five. not happening. No, and it shouldn't happen. There's they're still saying December 2020 for this movie. There's no literally way. no way in hell no. that that's happening. It's it's almost September. What? Yes, it's almost September at this point. They're not getting this movie made in 15 months. From beginning no. to end, CGI post pro. There is no friggin' way. Just stop, please. Monster Hunter World, uh, their Iceborne uh, expansion has a Horizon crossover. <laughs> you can play as Aloy. I think they did that one other time, but it's just Aloy's awesome, so that makes me happy. Yeah. The rest of the Mortal Kombat 11 compact, combat pack was detailed. You can now play as Joker. Or well, you will be able to play as Joker, the Terminator spawn. I think they had already announced Sindel, Nightwolf, and Shang Tsung, who is motion, who is captured... What what's his name? Um, Kariagawa, I think. There was Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat the movie. I mean, he looks. He looks. Yeah, I mean that is he's, him. He's, he's he's him. Also, The Legend of Zelda just celebrated its thirty second birthday. Hashtag Team Young. Hashtag We Are Old. Sean, did you know it's time for the Did You Know section of the podcast? I did. Let me see here. I should just delete what I've already done. I don't know why I'm saving everything. Probably. Um, Metal Gear, Wario, Super Game Boy, in television, which is actually a good one, or Kitty Got Wet, Uncharted. Oh, Kitty Got Wet. What was right before in television? Super Game Boy. Yeah, let's do that one. Did you know how the Super Game Boy worked in the mm. Super Nintendo? It's like a Super Nintendo game that you plug a Game Boy game into and it just emulates it, and I don't know what you're asking. Since the Super Nintendo wasn't powerful enough to emulate 
a Game Boy with just software. I know, 16 bits, <laughs> can't emulate a crappy black and white 8-bit, I don't know. The Super Game Boy actually contained all the hardware of an actual Game Boy except for the screen and the buttons. So there was no emulation, it was just like a Game Boy. You're though. plugging a Game Boy into a Super you're plugging a Game Boy with a game in it into a Super Nintendo and you use the controller to play the Game Boy. So there's no emulation at all. It's an actual Game Boy without the screen and the buttons plugged in your Super Nintendo that goes to the screen. I would never have guessed that. No, it's just weird. And it's not that fascinating, but I just thought it was a cool one, so I wanted to read it. That's it, ladies and gentlemen, for episode 148. Thank you guys so much for being here. If you did not know, we are part of the Nerd901 family. So go over to nerd901.com for all things nerdy in Memphis and around the multiverse. Of course, also while you're there or anywhere else, go check out youtube.com slash fear. Go check out Ernie and all the work he's doing over there. He's right at 35,000, I think. I think he's just shy of it the last time I looked. Um, but if you care about comic books or anything comic related, go to youtube.com slash fear. Our brother from another mur- mother, Ernie. Murder. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at KevinWhite24. He's at RealSeanWhite. Together we're at TwoPlayer underscore co-op uh if you didn't hear at the beginning we do have a patreon now you can go to patreon.com slash two-player co-op to pledge your support for two-player co-op like i said we are recording recording not recording (laughs) our first bonus episode right after we finish this we're going to go through our top 10 favorite consoles of all time it's going to be a lot of fun if you want that or any other the content or you want to support any of the content we're doing and you want to get bonus content go over to our patreon page Twitch.tv slash two-player underscore co-op. That's where we 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 stream amazing MLG-level gameplay like we did the Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare <laughs> Alpha. Uh, if you're listening to us on audio services, go to YouTube.com slash two-player co-op. Drop a subscribe. Drop a like. It means the world to us, and we really do appreciate it. If you do like audio, though, and I know Sean does. I love audio. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and other audio services around the multiverse. Thank you guys so much for being here. Episode 148. We're getting up to a big number here pretty quick, aren't we? We certainly are. Stay tuned. But until that, well, not until that time, but until episode 149, Sean, go ahead and take us out. Thank you for playing.